there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. Let's do podcasty stuff. Let's do some podcasty stuff. Let's do podcasty stuff. Okay. Okay. L.A. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. I have um, several people on my social media, like on Facebook and stuff, mm-hmm. that are not native Oklahomans. Okay. That have moved here and we've become acquainted either through like kids sports or work or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this year seems worse than any other when these people are like, this wind is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, it's just it's just some 70 mile an hour breezes on yeah. a Tuesday. Yeah. It's not that serious. It's really not. People are running out in it. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) That wind was ridiculous. It was. And when they said it was like 77 mile an hour gusts or whatever, I was like, this is fine. It's It's not blowing my SUV off the highway at all. Uh Uh-uh. At all. Those (laughs) hoes. Them hoes. Them hoes. Shit. Those oh, god damn it. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna stop there. Yeah. Nope. Them hoes. I don't even know. That's not even the word I was trying to say. It's fine. And I watched a Southwest flight coming in because I was driving up like I 44. Oh shit. Um, on the west side of Moore. And I'm watching this Southwest flight come in to land. Oh fuck, no. <laughs> Will Rogers. No. And the wind is literally blowing 77 miles an hour from like the south. Yeah. And it's flying in from the north. Yeah. And pushing against the south wind. And the wings are like whoop, whoop, Mm -mm -mm. whoop, whoop, Mm -mm. whoop. And it just comes in and touches down just like, this is normal. This is fine. I would have been vomiting. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would have been. (laughs) Those people on that plane had to have been like, where the hell have I traveled to? I thought I wanted to go to Oklahoma. It turns out I don't. I do not. I'm not interested. Well, welcome. Holy hell. Welcome to Oklahoma, everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to this guy that I work with earlier this week. And we're talking about tornado season. And he's not a native Oklahoman, but they've lived here for like seven or eight years okay. at this point. Mm-hmm. So he's like used to it, right? Yeah. And he's like, man, I I just really feel like we're due for like a big tornado because yeah. it's been 10 years. Yeah. Big weather two, event. 2013, yeah. right? Yeah. It's been 10 years. And I was like, well, if you go by the fact that our spring has started so early this year, like mm-hmm. we're already heavily into spring, it's 70s and 80s, you know, and it's April the, April the 1st, basically. Yeah. 
our spring is starting really early and our tornado season started really early at the end of February. February. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, me, as a lifetime resident of Oklahoma, I think this is going to be a really heavy storm year for Mm -hmm. us, a really heavy storm spring for us. Right. Two days later, Reed Timmer, the storm chaser. Okay. The storm chaser guy. Mm -hmm. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Okay. (laughs) He's like... A famous-ish storm chaser. He's oh. also a meteorologist, but he storm chases, and he had a, a show on Discovery oh. for a while Okay, um, about storm chasing. Anyway, he's pretty famous. He puts out this thing that says, if you live Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas area, this spring is going to be wild for you. Oh, no. So I took a screenshot of Reed Timmer's estimation that we're going to be super heavy tornado spring and yeah. sent it to him. And he was like, holy shit, you're an Oklahoma tornado psychic. And mm-hmm. so now um, my new handle on Instagram is at Oklahoma tornado psychic. Follow me now. It's not. That's a fucking joke. I was going to say I will 100 <laughs> percent. I'll follow it, man. Like you just what you can do. Is every time there is any chance, <laughs> then you just post those pictures of all the meteorologists in Oklahoma just getting all psyched about it, going nuts, maybe little snippets of them getting super excited, and then just that 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 could be your that's Instagram. It. That's it. That's the that's the gram. You would have millions of followers. <laughs> so anyway. We're on the TikToks. Yeah. That's funny. It. It's funny. There is a little girl that's a okay. She's not a little girl. She's a whole. She's a grown ass woman. To me, she looks like she's twelve. She's probably twenty one. Yeah, I think um, I know who you're talking about. But please go ahead. The girl on TikTok that's a meteorologist mm-hmm. at yeah. OU. Yeah, she's like, guys, if you are in this area, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna get storms five days from now or yes. whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, Queen, I love this for you because go girls in STEM. I love mm-hmm. it. Yep. Um, but also, I mean, if, if don't tell me five days ahead of time, right? Because we all know how that goes. It can change in a heartbeat so quickly, so quickly, so quickly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, batten down your hatches, clean out your storm shelter, and um, go yeah. ahead and get the portable toilet in there for right, this spring. Let's get ready. Let's uh, get ready. And if you need some tornado tips, refer back to our. Uh, tornado episode at number, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to look it up as you're talking. Yeah, it's our tornado episode. We go through tornado tips. So, anyway. Be be prepared. Stay weather aware. We'll have Val on the Gettner. Okay? (laughs) We will always get somebody on the Gettner. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We're not here to talk about spring tornado season in Oklahoma. We're not. We're here to talk about true crime. This is, that is true. We're here to talk about true crime. Yes. Our true crime Tuesdays. So let's do, I'm going to do an oldie that's a coldie. Okay. I mean, I don't know if that should be on a t-shirt. It shouldn't because it's a little disrespectful, but it's old and super cold. And my husband that grew up in this community only remembers it as the girl that went missing from the bowling alley. Oh, wow. In Shawnee. Okay. 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 
So we are going to talk about today mm-hmm. Sandy Ray. Okay. Okay. I, I don't remember this. Yeah. You wouldn't. When did it happen? 84. Oh, yeah. No. And literally, so the only thing I knew about it before I started looking into it, because this is all that's listed on like the uh, cold case websites and stuff like that. She disappeared from a bowling alley in Shawnee. That's it. What? So then I started looking into it more. And I'm like, because when you hear she went missing from a bowling alley in Shawnee in 84, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, shit, somebody abducted her, whatever, from a bowling alley. And how the hell could people not notice? Because a bowling alley was the happening place to be in 84. They're filled with people. Yeah. How can you just go missing? Yeah, yeah. But there's way more to this story. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I'm here for it. Let's go. Let's talk about. A trigger warning for this one. Uh Uh-oh. Because there are insinuations of rape. There are insinuations of, like, an incestuous relationship. Oh. Yeah. So. Oof. That's Just letting you know ahead of time. Ugh. Okay? Okay. All right. And let's go ahead and start with the basics. So who, what, who, who is Sandy Ray? Yeah. In 1984, she is a 17-year-old girl who's Basically just trying to find her place in life. Mm -hmm. Like we all did when we were 17. Right. Okay. By all accounts, she's a decent student. She held down like two jobs. And she was super friendly. She was like this petite little blonde girl. Everybody liked her. She was very pretty. Um, People loved her. And at the time of her disappearance... She was not living at her family home. She was living with a friend. Okay. Okay. But even before that, she had been living with a boyfriend. Wow. Okay. Okay. And at the time, Sandy's mom, Carol Wells, was married to a man named Jim Wells. Okay. Which would have been her stepdad. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. According to Carol... Sandy's mom, Sandy was hanging out with, like, a rough crowd Mm -hmm. in the months leading up to her disappearance. She was using drugs. She was partying a lot. She was dating a guy that was physically abusive towards her. Jesus. So her mom was worried about her. She was obviously worried about the drug, drug use, but she was also worried that she had found bruises on Sandy, particular, particularly her neck, as if she had been choked Jesus. by this guy. And we all know that in a domestic violence incident, if a partner will choke you, yeah. there's like a huge, huge incidence of murder following choking incidents. Right. Correct. Yeah. At the hands of that partner. So like I said before, at the time of her disappearance, she had broken off this relationship with him. And this guy's name is Danny. She had moved out of his house and in with her friend. Okay. Good. So she was trying to get away. She was trying to get away with it or away from him. Right. And 
A few days before her disappearance, Sandy had been in a fight with Danny and had broken one of his kneecaps, apparently. Um, fuck yeah, she did. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, yes, queen. Come after me and I'll... Kneecap I'll, your ass. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'll mm-hmm. break your leg. Yeah. So people sort of wondered why she had stayed with him so long. And it was apparently because he was a drug source for her oh. as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the day that she actually goes missing is September 19th, 1984. And at some time between 4.30 and 6 p.m., she heads up to Windsor Bowl in Shawnee. It's where her cousin worked. Oh, nice. And she was like buddies with her cousin. Yeah. Right? So she visited with her cousin and told him that she was heading out to a party by the lake for the night and needed a ride. She bought a pack of cigarettes, made some phone calls... And then he doesn't remember seeing her after. Okay? All right. So she had mentioned to the cousin that Danny would be picking her up, whether he knew it or not. Hmm. The ex-boyfriend. However, the cousin never saw her leave and never saw who she left with. She was reported to have last been seen around 8.30 p.m. that evening and has not been seen or heard from since. So Okay, so she she said that she was going to be leaving with Danny. Or- when, when she was in the process of making phone calls from the bowling alley, she's, like, talking to her cousin and essentially is like, he's going to come pick me up and take me to that party whether he wants to or not, basically. Okay. That type of thing. So I don't think she was insinuating that they had plans to be together. I think she was basically like, I'm going to get him to give me a ride to this party. Right. But the cousin doesn't know if that actually came to fruition Mm -hmm. or not. Right. Because he didn't see her after. He didn't see her leave. Right. Right. Uh, Okay. So soon after... It's realized that she hasn't come home. She hasn't been seen since she went to the bowling alley. She's reported missing. And an investigation was begun. So, of course, Danny is their first line of inquiry. Right. right? He's the first guy. Right. And very early on says he wasn't with her that night. Doesn't know who she got picked up by. Doesn't doesn't know anything about it because it wasn't him. Okay. So either he had someone to provide an alibi for him or there just wasn't enough evidence to do anything because he was never charged and he has never been publicly named as a suspect at all. Oh, wow. Ever? Ever. Not by the police. Just (laughs) public ruling? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Rumor in any window. Yeah. So he was never... Never charged. They have never said he did anything or didn't do anything, right? They just have never said anything about him. So, there is a lot of dispute as to whether a full investigation was done. Like, whether the investigation was done to its fullest or not in 84. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. this is sort of why. A guy named Charlie Phillips is initially assigned to the case. 
He was the head of the criminal investigation division at the time. And Carol Wells, which is Sandy's mom, alleges that Phillips did not do all that he could do to publicize publicize her case. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't try to get it on the news. He didn't try to do much with it um, as far as the Oklahoma City news, because that's the next biggest metro area, right? Right. And it may have been because of the men, and I'm saying men, grown-ass adult men, <laughs> who were hanging around teen girls back in those days in Shawnee. Okay? Uh, yeah. So apparently, there were five specific, well-connected men in Shawnee who enjoyed partying with and preying on young girls. Okay, hold on. <laughs> let me let me wrap my brain around that. Yeah. So the mom was saying that she thinks it wasn't blasted enough on, you know, media, whatever, because these because of these five men that were prominent men in the community mm-hmm. that also happened to enjoy the company of minors. Uh-huh. And possibly they were connected to and maybe owned or had like a little hand in. Had some sort of connection and power over law enforcement. At huh. The time. huh. Which is not shocking. No. Right? Not at all. Not shocking. Right. At all. Right. But mom thinks that it's possible yeah. These men were involved or that they were so closely tied to Sandy's uh, movements and drug use and stuff at the time that the investigator did not feel he wanted to tangle them into the investigation oh okay does that make sense yeah so he wanted to keep his job sure he wanted Mm -hmm. to keep his job he wanted to make sure that um these powerful people weren't going to ruin his life in some sort of way right he wanted to cover his own ass right because a teenage girl's life isn't as important as keeping these five men secrets right okay right six allegedly oh oh yeah allegedly allegedly sorry Allegedly. That's what the mom says. Right. Publicly, she says this. Okay. Okay. So, so we're not creating... The- no, this isn't rumor in- or innuendo. This has been well-documented in multiple media sources. Got it. So we're just letting that... We're just... We're just repeating what we're the... We're literally just repeating what was in okay. multiple news sources. All right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Carol Wells learns... Shortly after her daughter disappears, shortly after Sandy disappears, that Sandy has this entanglement with these five men, and she is a frequent visitor to parties at local hotels called soup parties, and S-U-I-T, not a bowl of soup, but suit with a T on the end. Okay. Uh, please explain what a suit party is. And it's because these five men are men in suits. 
They wear suits every day. They're professionals. They're quote unquote upstanding citizens, huh, sure. powerful citizens yeah. in the area mm-hmm. that have money, that have power. They throw these parties at local hotels. They provide drugs. They provide booze. They provide the rooms and invite uh, cute young girls who want to come party with them. Okay? Yeah. There were also allegations that these parties would sometimes devolve. And when women, girls, when girls, teen girls, were unconscious because of their drug use or because of having too much to drink, they would be raped. Of course. At these parties, right? Because, obviously. (laughs) So, in 1983, so this is a year before Sandy goes missing, a 14-year-old girl named Cynthia Terry is found dead in a Shawnee hotel room. Jesus. She died of an overdose and was found to have injuries on her body consistent with assault. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. She was also pregnant at the time of her death. Jesus. When Cynthia died at that party, Sandy had told friends that she was also invited to that party and did not want to go. And she warned Cynthia against going. And Cynthia, her friend, wound up dead. Right. Jesus. That night. 14. 14. So at this time in 1983, when Cynthia was 14, Sandy was 16. Right. And had already been involved in those parties. She knew enough that she didn't really want to go. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it was specific people that were going to be at this party that she didn't want to go to or if, you know, it just wasn't for her or what. But. Her friend had already wound up dead, and now Sandy's missing. So, yeah. It's sick. Okay. Yeah. So, we already have a theory that, like, her ex-boyfriend Danny was Mm -hmm. around, was abusive. And then we have these suits, these men in suits, in Shawnee. Gross. That's so gross. Yeah. So there's also another theory. And Carol had heard a story after after Sandy's disappearance. And she said a friend of the family had told her that they overheard Jim Wells, her husband, Sandy's stepfather, having an inappropriate sexually explicit conversation with Sandy. Fuck. Sandy's siblings also came forward and said that Sandy disclosed that Jim had peeped in on her while taking a shower. Mm. There was also a rumor going around that Sandy was pregnant with Jim's child and she was going to tell on him, which may have prompted him to get rid of her. Holy shit. Yeah. So Carol goes on to state that at that time, Jim worked in the oil field and would have had lots of remote locations to place a body. Yep, that's right. Right? Yep. So it's not just one 
theory that they can't prove or that they don't have evidence for because they've never found a body or anything like that. It's like multiple theories, multiple rumors, lots of talk. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, we sort of know that when victims are brought forward Mm -hmm. and reported missing. Mm -hmm. When investigators find out that they were maybe involved with using drugs or they were maybe involved with the sex trade or they were maybe involved with um, things that make people clutch their pearls in a small community. Right. It's really easy to write off that victim and be like, oh, well... Look at the lifestyle they led. Yeah, like, sometimes you fuck around and you find out, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, this girl was 17 years old. Yes. And if everything that we did stupidly when we were teenagers yeah. was held against us for the rest of our lives. Well, wait, it is. What do you, what do you say if? Well, I mean. Like there's certain people that are like. When you were this age, you're never going to – you were – how am I trying to say it? People will never let you be or never let you grow and evolve in a sense from a certain time in your life when it really had an impact on them. So if you were this rowdy teenager and you are now – a mom holding down a wonderful job, having a wonderful family, doing all the good things. There are people that still love to bring up all the dumb shit you did. All the dumb shit you did. Instead of being like, wow, like, you know what? She went through phases of life that every human should be allowed to go through safely. Sure. Like, but I feel like that's what they did uh-huh. to Sandy in 84 right. was like, she went missing from a bowling alley, and she liked to use drugs. So. Right. So she it had it coming. It yeah. And, it, like, the mom doesn't think it was well investigated at the time. I don't know. I think we all know that it 100% could have been someone just trying to cover their ass and not trying to entangle their friends into an investigation, even if they weren't directly involved in any of this, you know? Yes. But also, I think it would have been easy for an investigator at that time to be like, um, you know, she, she was living a risky lifestyle and Mm -hmm. I, I have other stuff to investigate. Because there have been other investigators assigned to this case. And at this point, the file is very thick. Like, they've done a lot of things. Oh, but good. when the invest, when the most recent investigator got it, it was two sheets in a folder. And it was the missing persons report and then, like, a call log, essentially, sheet. What? So they really... I mean, if if they were doing stuff in 84, those files were not kept. Jesus. Yeah. So. Oh my Lord. They are still 
working this investigation. There is a new investigator assigned to it that is actively working the investigation. At at this point, Sandy would be 55, 54, 55. All right. And is that right? Did I do math right? <laughs> Oh my god. We know she was all born the in 67. So yeah, 55, mm-hmm. 56. She's been missing now for almost 40 years. Mm, god bless. And her mother has realistic expectations. She just wants to find a bone or like a piece of her clothing to try to yeah. match up. Yeah. And have something to bury of her child. But it's getting farther and farther from reality at this point so if you know anything Mm -hmm. if you were in shawnee in that life yeah in 84 yeah you can come forward even if you were doing drugs during that time like the statute has expired far yeah you know expired a long time ago the statute has super expired yeah so if you know anything, call the Shawnee Police Department, mm-hmm. OSBI, mm-hmm. someone, because her her mother deserves to know something right. concrete yeah. that's not just rumor and innuendo. Mm. That's sad. <sighs> yeah. So, and I didn't realize any of this. And when I asked Travis about it, he was like, you talking about the girl that disappeared from the bowling alley? I was like, yeah, but did you know that all this other shit was going on, too? Yeah, because he didn't live far from there. No. And her, his brother was like her age. Around oh, her age hell. at that time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? That is that. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I would love to know if anyone else. That grew up in Shawnee heard of these suit parties or... I know. I'm like, if you were a teenage girl in Shawnee that attended these suit parties, like, was it really all that or was it... I mean, because in my mind, it's horrifying. Right. Because by all accounts, she was still, like, going to school. She was working two jobs. She was hanging out with her friends. She was in, um, like, school clubs and stuff like that. She wasn't on the fringes of society in any form or fashion. Right. She was making stupid decisions Mm -hmm. and probably doing things that her friends were doing. Yeah. But she was a 17-year-old kid. She still had a whole life ahead of her. Right. And something or someone decided that that was not to be. Yeah. So Ugh, God, be nice Shan. to know what happened to her. Yeah. For I sure. would like to know too. So that was good, Shan. Thanks, Shay. Thanks, Shan. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore okay underscore pod.